Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Susan about her experiences volunteering through Therapy Dogs International as a therapy dog team in Connecticut with her pup Ace. We'll discuss how Ace's impact on her mom has led to a legacy of helping others, how their experience differs between different volunteer environments, and how timing is everything when pursuing this work. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Susan and Ace. Hi, Susan. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Hi, Ace. For those who haven't met you, would you like to introduce us to yourself and your pup? Sure. My name is Susan, and this is Ace. He is about seven and a half years old. We're from Connecticut. He is a mutt, so he is pug, miniature poodle, shih tzu, lhasa apso, and terrier. I've had him since he was eight weeks old. Aw, a long time, huh? How old is he? He's about seven and a half now. Seven and a half. You just said that. My brain's in vacation mode, what can I say? So how did you first find out about therapy dog work, Susan? I actually found out from people in our training class. We were just doing routine obedience at a higher level, so to speak. And about three or four people in our class already had certified therapy dogs. So they kind of saw us and said that maybe we should look into it. Okay, so they just noticed that it was something Ace would probably be an Ace at? (laughs) Yeah, he's a pretty calm, chill dog, and that's a good quality to have as a therapy dog. Yeah, definitely. And you all volunteer quite a bit. I know I see you always posting therapy visits. What types of places do you volunteer with Ace? So I work full-time, so we try to volunteer once a week. Right now we are at a major hospital in Connecticut, And we are also visiting a college. Prior, we had done work at a nursing home. But after I learned more about therapy work and how to read Ace's feelings, we decided that that wasn't the place that he was the happiest at. So he enjoys the hospital work a lot, and he enjoys the college. That's great. What does he do that lets you know that he enjoys it or doesn't enjoy it? The things I noticed at the nursing home, he was not getting a lot of attention from the staff. He loves to be pet and interacted with, and he wasn't getting that. I think a lot of smells he was Mm -hmm. off to. So these are all cues that I kind of had to learn to interpret and whatnot. When we walk into the hospital, he's running in, which he shouldn't, but he's excited. (laughs) So he goes running down the hallway to get in, you know, his little butt is shaking, his tail is going. So he's usually very excited to walk in there. Same kind of experience walking on the college campus. He gets very excited. Nice. Do you think he has a preference between the two? I think probably the hospital, the nurses and doctors absolutely love him. Since COVID, we are more there for them right now. We are allowed to visit patients on a brief basis, case by case. But other than that, we're primarily there for the staff. And they totally love when the dogs come to visit and he feeds off of that. 
That's awesome. So how old was he when he first became a therapy dog then? So to be honest, we tested him at around two and he did not pass. He was probably too immature at that time for the testing. So we tested again in 2014. No, I'm sorry. 2018, we tested again, and he was four years old at that time. Yeah, that's something that we've talked about quite a bit with various guests is just that, you know, it might just be a not now, not a not ever. Dogs sure at different paces. You know, some dogs are ready to go at one. Others, it takes more time. And for him, he needed more time to mature to be able to pass the exam the way he should. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) No, that's why, you know, if people ask me, I try to tell them, give it time. Your dog, if it's not ready, like you said, if not now, it doesn't mean not ever. Exactly. Yeah. Sunny did not pass, you know this, but she did not pass her full test. She passed the skills part, but Uh she overwhelmed trying to meet strangers and I was also overwhelmed we were at Home Depot there was a lot going on it was our first time testing I was really nervous and she could feel that and that makes a difference too but also it was like in the middle of adolescence which is not always the best time for a dog to test It's tough and I get frustrated very easily and that's something I learned that I have to work on because it goes right down the leash to the dog. So if we're nervous, they feel it. Obviously, I think everybody's going to be nervous when they go to test because you've been working so hard to get there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they let you test again if you fail. So you know what you have to work on. Yeah, exactly. I know for Alliance of Therapy dogs, if you end up failing the test, you have to wait six months. But you know what? What's six months? Just do the first the practice round so you're more relaxed about it. And if you pass, great. And if not, come back in six months. You know what to work on. (laughs) Right. And I mean, we waited two years. You know, I just wanted to work on it. We worked on training really hard, primarily just focusing on obedience. A lot of the, you know, the skills are the leave it that's probably the most hard we are with therapy dogs international and they boss high value food right in front of your dog and he has to leave that's a big one that's a difficult one you know if it's meant to be it'll happen yeah definitely what do you think ace's favorite part of doing therapy dog work is i think he loves getting all the attention to be honest with you he loves pets and butt scratches and all the nurses that we visit they know this (laughs) What I like the best is seeing a change in a patient or a student, so to speak. I mean, we have seen people that haven't verbalized something in a long time. They've been in the hospital and we come in there and they might say a couple words. And that to me is amazing. Yeah, that's huge. In a lot of things in the hospital setting, we've been there when somebody has passed away, totally out of the blue. And to be there for the family member, it's something you can't even describe but it makes you know that that's why you do what you do yeah how is that experience on you are there things that you do to kind of practice self-care after walking away from maybe like an intense grief situation or something like that you have to really advocate for your pet so sometimes we will stay for an hour or two hours sometimes we only last a half an hour it depends how stressed ace gets you know the dogs let you know when they're ready to go So after something intense, you know, I'll see how he's doing. And if I'm okay handling it, keep will continue to work until he's not. But usually an hour and a half, two hours is our absolute max. At the college, that's kind of intense because there's college kids. They they surround him in a circle and they all want to pet him. It's loud, rambunctious. So usually maybe an hour there is what he can handle. But yeah, you really just have to kind of go on a 
day by day basis and see what you can handle and what your dog can handle. I mean, if you're both stressed or upset, then it's time to just say, hey, today is done. You know, you could come back next week. Yeah. For the college, how does that work? Is there like a designated area or you just kind of start wandering the buildings or like how, what's... So at the university we've been visiting, they designate an area. In the warmer months, it's someplace outside. In the cooler months, it's been kind of in a main hallway, a lot of foot traffic in between classes. They'll set up a table with hand sanitizer and whatnot for the students. And then they'll kind of just sit on the floor around the dog or dogs you know I've been there when we're the only ones there I've been there three or four dogs so every situation is different but usually it's a designated area and the kids will kind of flop on the floor around the dogs and then the dogs just get to choose if they want to approach them Ace is kind of lazy so he will most likely sit or just lay down and let everybody come up to him that's what he usually does other dogs are different. Other dogs will go be nosy and go up to every kid. Ace is different. He just likes to sit back and let people come to him. He's pretty lazy. He'll find somebody's lap to go sit in, and then everybody's got to come <laughs> and pet him. He's like, I know I'm cute. They'll come to me. It's yeah. And a lot of people sometimes they're like, oh, he's not looking at me or he's not engaging. But that's just him. So yeah. a very laid back type of dog. Did anything really surprise you about therapy dog work once you started? Ace is very stubborn with certain things. So again, sometimes we have to walk away from a situation or a day if he's not feeling it. But, you know, the gratification that I get from it, I didn't think I would enjoy volunteering my time after working a full week. Would I really be ready to go running out on a Saturday morning to go volunteer? That surprised me. It really, I enjoy doing it. So Mm -hmm. that took me by surprise. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much. It's really great. It must really be something that you need in your life. (laughs) It's fulfilling something there for you. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of started this journey. My mother was diagnosed with a terminal illness around 2014 or so. That's the same year I got Ace and we flew him out to Arizona at six months old. And just the way he was with my mom, first time he ever met her, you know, sitting in her lap, just totally calm. She was like, you should look into this as well. And then I from our trainers and, you know, the people we trained with. And, you know, she is kind of the reason why we really pursued it. He came out and went to Arizona and visited her all the next years until she passed away in 2018. And he actually, we got certified the week after she passed away. So nervous because I had taken time off from training and whatnot, but we made it happen. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but what a beautiful way to like keep her alive. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in being a therapy dog team? I do. A lot of people will always say, I want to get a dog or I want to adopt a dog to do therapy. And I think that's really great. But I think while you have that in mind, you also have to determine if that dog wants to do therapy or if it's good for therapy a lot of breeders will, you know, pick the one of the litter that they think will be best. I mean, rescues, they'll try to help you and let you know if they think he or she would be suitable. But I think you kind of have to let it happen, so to speak. I think personality of the dog is a huge thing because you could be the most obedient dog, best well-trained. It doesn't mean you like strangers coming up and petting you and all over you or you can handle the loud noises or the stress. So I just think it's really important that you take into consideration the personality of your dog. Even though you want to do therapy work, your dog might not 
be suited for it, even though he could be, you know, the best dog and listen to every command. I mean, Ace does not listen to a lot of commands. No matter how much obedience we do, he is not a superstar in class. But I feel his personality outshines that. And, you know, he is suitable to do that. But a lot of people ask me, how do you know? How can you do it? I think it all comes down to the personality of your dog. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, um, noticing that he didn't really enjoy the nursing home work. Like, there's also just so many different types of therapy dog work out there. And so not every dog that passes as a therapy dog is going to enjoy every environment. And they may excel in some and not so much in others. So... Some dogs absolutely love children, you know, and they have reading programs at the libraries and elementary school visits and whatnot. And there's totally so many different things you can do with your dog. You just have to find the right fit. And it might take you a couple of different times visits to figure that out, but it's definitely worth it to figure out what fits for you and your dog. Because you might love something, they may not, or vice versa. Ace loves children, but they don't engage with him like he needs to. So we kind of stay away from doing any therapy work with little children. We'll visit the little kids in the hospital every once in a while. Not very often, but, you know, you just got to figure out what works best for your dog. Definitely. You're their number one advocate. And that's very important because they're looking to you to guide them through this whole thing. And that's true whether they're a therapy dog or not, really. You're always your dog's advocate. Definitely. Well, Susan, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you had in mind that you wanted to share while you're here? I think we hit on a lot of important topics. Obviously, if anyone has any questions, feel free to private message me. I'd be happy to help anybody that is trying to go through this and may need some help. I'm not an expert. You know, we've been doing this for about three years, going into our third year with time off for COVID, obviously. So I'm not an expert, but I'd be happy to help anybody that has any questions about going through the process. Yeah, and I imagine you know a lot more than you think you do. You have to know like 1% more than someone else to be helpful. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of different things. And dogs are unpredictable. So you just, you never know. So you always got to be on your toes. Yep, definitely. All right, well, thank you so much. If anyone has questions for you or wants to follow your journey, see Ace's visits, it's little underscore Ace underscore dog, correct? Got it. All right, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Ace. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.